Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire? Running your own company? Achieving your life's goals? Yet wake up in a cold sweat? Next to last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Hello, caviar dreamers. I just want to apologize. We're on a little delay this week. We're just debuting on a Friday as opposed to a Wednesday. And it's all the Marge's fault. Yes. We've had, well, we've had two weeks of a Friday because last week it was the election. Yes. Well. Last week was the election. And this week I am working on my book and I'm on a tight deadline and I just have to get it done. You have to get it done, but that's okay. But you know, it's nice to be coming to people on a Friday, help them celebrate a Friday. Yes, exactly. And we're going into the weekend with a great guest, Alicia Quarles. She is a fabulous journalist. She is on the Daily Mail. She's on Good Morning America 3. Yes, you'll recognize her from E! News, from a million different places. Yes, she's Emmy Award, yeah, Emmy Award winning. She was uh, rumored to be the new New York housewife. Yes, she was. We've got to ask her about that. Yes, and you guys are just going to love her. She has solid advice, very inspiring. So here we go. Come on. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Hi! Hi! Good. How are you? Good. You look so good, both of you. You look so, so good. good so you. good to see you. How are you? I'm well. You know, surviving this damn quarantine. I know. Absolutely Crazy. insane. Margaret, you lost a lot of weight. I well, first of all, I think my face looked kicked in, but I lost like twelve pounds. But I think my face also made me look skinnier. You look great. Thank you. I just like I quick did my hair. I look a little like manly. It's raining. It is what it is. I love your hair. Looks beautiful. Well, you always look gorgeous. You I mean, do. you can't look bad with a face like yours. Hey, I love y'all. Thank you. So, caviar dreamers, we're so excited. We're on with Alicia Quarles, an amazing journalist who's been on the scene for a while, and we're just so excited. Hi, Alicia. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hi, Alicia. It's so good to see so, you. Yes, it's so good to see you. I mean, I know you went originally from my other career as a housewife, but. I love, you know, having you on the podcast as a journalist because it's, you're so impressive with everything you've done. And I just want to, I just want to hear, and I want you to tell everybody how you got started because you are such an inspiration to so many women. No, it's true. It's like, because first I read, I didn't realize you went to the University of Southern California, but you call yourself a true New Yorker. 
So tell us, tell us what made you get started, because I know your dad was also a journalist. Yes, my dad was the first black newspaper president in the nation, and that's where newspapers were very viable. You know, they were what the internet is says now. So I moved every three years growing up, all across the country. I lived in Japan wow. for a year, and then I went to USC. So I feel like a true New Yorker, because even though California is where my family are from, New York is the place I've lived the longest. I went to USC, I majored in broadcast journalism, and then from there I worked for the Associated Press. So like one of the first things I ever covered was Michael Jackson's trial for molestation. I remember being in Santa Barbara, showing Crazy. Up and jumping up on that car. And so I was behind the scenes and I really worked my way up. I was at the AP for 10 years, done every job you can think of, but towards the end I was a global entertainment editor and ran a team of 60 people, helped break the death of Whitney Houston and we covered so many things. Um, uh, Michael Jackson's death at the end. And then I went to E! News and from there I started my yes. own company. And then I went to Daily Mail TV and now I'm also with Good Morning America 3. So yeah. I know. That is so impressive. I mean, you are so, and you're so young. I'm 38 years young. So I don't 38 know. Years, but young. in your 38 years that you've accomplished a lot. And I mean, and being a woman of color, did you find that it was harder to get ahead or did you feel like anything held you back, especially... Um, you know what? It's interesting because I remember early on in my career, well, or just being know, a woman, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, you don't think about it so often because you grow up being a woman, being a woman of color, it's what you wear. But I remember specifically when I became a manager being in a boardroom and it was nothing but older white men. And I was like, all right. And they, they used to come for me. And I don't know if it was because I was young. I was a woman. I was African-American. And one day I just had to clap back. And after that, people respect you. You know, I always know that you have to work as hard as you can probably even harder, but you, nobody can outwork me. You know, you might have better connections with me. You might have different skin tone, but you're not going to outwork me or outresearch me. I always just come prepared. Wow. That is such, yeah. you know what? That's amazing. That's really good advice to be honest, because I always feel that way. Also, I always said like, if anybody could tell me you can't do this, you can't get it done. I'm like, all right, literally fuck off, <laughs> you know, not, which is, I'm like, I can, to I can absolutely make it happen. Uh, which is true. So now you have your own company. So you do free. So you're doing freelance journalism. I know you're on Good Morning America three. So have you totally left Daily Mail? No, I'm still with Daily Mail TV. So I've been there since season one. Yes. Because I have two jobs. So I have. Yeah, I know that you won Emmys. Is very impressive. Thank you. And then we also have Good Morning America three as a contributor, and then I have my own multimedia company. So that's more of like the freelance side where, you know, you can hire me out to do events or anybody on my team. So it's a little bit of everything. I've got my, what I learned is to be really long lasting this career. Don't just do one thing, do behind the scenes, do in front of the camera, uh, make yourself a brand. I think COVID has taught everybody also that we need like, you know, to, to have different pivots all over the place. Cause I mean, I know you from parties and red carpet events and obviously those have really like ground to a halt. They've come a thousand percent. So I think all of us would see each other so many times a week, you know, be at these events because it's part of our jobs, quote unquote. All of that's come to a halt. So if you were just doing that, you know, walking the red carpets or covering them, that's just, that's dense. That's why you have to really diversify yourself. And I learned that early on in my career. Have any of the award shows said what they're going to do in, in January and February? They haven't, but I think, you know, the CMH just happened and I think people are going to follow their model. So they made everybody get COVID tested right before and they had just a few people there sitting at tables, but even like right before Lady A had to pull out because somebody tested positive in their group. So it's still going to be very hard. Um, I think Florida Georgia Line had to pull out. So I think they're going to make it small and keep testing right up until the a minute of. Which I think is smart it because is smart. I actually, I had an event on Housewives and I made everybody get rapid tested before they came. Mm -hmm. And were people okay with that? How'd it go? 
Yeah, I think, you know, people were okay with it. We had everybody getting their temperature taken as they came in, even though they got tested. Because I think that's going to be the way of the world for a while. I guess until a vaccine is approved and everybody starts getting it. And it's, I think so. It's our new normal because life does have to go on, but we have to do it as safe as we can. Exactly. So let's talk about a little gossip. So okay. there was speculation that you were going to be the new the housewife of New York. So were you interviewing to be the housewife of New York? I was interviewing to be a housewife. I wasn't the one that leaked that gossip. I still don't know who did, but I would like to know. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but I was in the running. I did not get it. Another person that got it, she's a wonderful person. She's going to make a great housewife. But you know, a door opens and a window closes because then I got Good Morning America. So everything works. Yes, out. yes. And I think, yes. you know what? I think you're so sophisticated, so fabulous. And I, I, was, I was rooting for you. I was like, oh, I would love Alicia to be on New York. I think you're so amazing. But I also feel like your career is so different and you have a different trajectory that, it, that it's okay. No, it's true. I felt at peace with it. You know, sometimes you don't get something and you're like, ah, but I just felt at peace with it. I really was like, it wasn't for me, but the person that got it, she's going to be wonderful. And I appreciate all, you, you all supported me so much. So I really love and appreciate y'all. I was super interested though, um, because you have seen all the girls firsthand, like just what they go through in the media, you know, just how hard it can be to be with your life being picked apart in the public eye. So I was super intrigued as someone who's experienced that firsthand. What made you want to do it? Because I, because knowing all the women, you know, knowing you all and, and people that are behind the scenes as well, I know how dynamic you women are. And that made me want to do it. Everybody on there is so interesting, really has made their careers next level. They already brought careers into it. And I love seeing these power women. I love women that can hold their own. If you can hold your own with people picking into your life, you're a strong woman. It's, it's yeah, so I think, true. yes, it is so true. Do you have a son? Do you have, a, do you have children? <laughs> my son is my dog, Beckham. Oh, I didn't know if you have a son or not. I just, because like, people wrote different things. I wasn't I sure. I never see you with any. People wrote a lot of different things. I said I was still married. I don't have kids. Yes, exactly. They wrote that you're still married to my Michael Ross, so you're not married. A girl, no. I have, we have been divorced. No, Michael has a kid. That's great. We have been divorced for a long time, so not married. I know. People, see, that's the whole thing. They were writing yeah. all these crazy things. I was like, I didn't think Alicia was still married. I was yeah. like, all these... And all yeah. that craziness. Are you dating that guy, uh, that lovely, with the fragrance company? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's great. I got to get to it. He's he great. So good. He smells so good. <laughs> I know. We put that. Lexi, Lexi goes, I think that's who she's dating. I'm like, I don't know. Why does it say she's still yeah, married? I don't think she's still married. No, y'all. Thank you. Was, he's amazing. Yes, yeah, so his name's Troy Alexander, and he's Troy Skincare. He's doing really, really well. So he's um, doing this still with Estee Lauder. Um, it's a skincare line for men. And he's just dope. I've known him for years. Um, we started dating like about a year ago and yeah, it's, it's all, it's all good. It's all oh, good. Well, you that. two are some fabulous couple. Yes. When I saw you out together, I mean, Jesus, that's a power gorgeous couple if I ever saw one. With amazing style. Yeah. The style. Like you have incredible style. Like you really have great looks. Like you, we you could go back and there's like so many, it's like you really bring it to the red carpet when you're interviewing. Uh, you know, the fashion community has really been so kind to me in New York. For a long time and I think because you know I've covered them and I was behind the scenes and a writer um so I have a lot of love and I work with great stylists this is Pandora Morales who did this for me so I just I have a, a love because that's a hard it's like tv is hard as y'all know fashion media is hard too so I think you have to all support each other yes, yes. exactly you know, Margaret you know who am I I'm preaching the cry here about fashion no I mean it's just it's so hard I mean that's that was the one thing about not being having to be on the red carpets it's getting all my outfits together and having things delivered yeah. and 
yeah, being home was good to take a little break on my skin for the makeup situation, yeah. which, which I enjoyed. You know, I gave my lashes a break and now I'm just wearing my, you know, no more lash extensions. I just do the, fabulous. my little, my little stick on lashes, which are good. I wear the Lily Galicias, which I'm obsessed with. Oh, they're beautiful. Thank you. I, I do it myself. <laughs> like, guess what? What? Being in menopause, I sweat nonstop. Oh, that's not good. I didn't even know there was a name for it. I called, I heard it's called hyperhidrosis or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Excessive sweating. I, you know, I sweat when I'm nervous. I flush very easily and I sweat crazy when I'm nervous. Like my palms sweat, my feet sweat. It's not, it's not cute. Okay. You know what? It's not good to sweat on camera. No. So they, I saw this machine that I started using. I could not believe it. Well, the it's reason great. the Dermagine is so good, it's an FDA cleared machine. Um, and the founders of Dermadrite actually suffered themselves from excessive sweating. So it was a problem they needed to solve themselves. So they were super committed to making an effective solution for everyone. I mean, this is a machine that you could use at home. So many people will go to the dermatologist to get something done. You don't have to do that anymore. No, you could do you it at home. You can use Dermadrite at home. Yeah, just after just a few treatments with the Dermadrite, you can begin experiencing long-lasting dryness for up to six weeks. Six weeks. So you don't have to use deodorant. No, it's great. No excessive sweating. It's, no, It's changed the lives of thousands of people around the world. No BO. It's, yeah. I am literally, I just started using it. It's great. It's good. It can help you regain your confidence, get control of your life, and you know, stop ruining your outfits. Exactly. So I'm recommending it to friends. It's so amazing. So Derma, everybody should really try Dermadry. So Dermadry has a great offer for our listeners. Get $50 off and free shipping from a Dermadry device. It's a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100-day, 100% satisfaction guarantee. To claim your 15% discount and free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to dermadry.com slash caviar. That's dermadry.com slash caviar, C-A-V-I-A-R. And dermadry is D-E-R-M-A-D-R-Y. No more sweating, dermadry. I feel like your career is so growing and, and getting bigger. So with Good Morning America 3 and that you're contributing, it, it tell me, tell us about that, like how that happened. It's really fun. So um, they, you know, called me up and they were really awesome in the process and really were supportive of me staying with Daily Mail TV, which I really wanted to do as well. Um, and so I'm now there with Amy Robach and TJ Holmes and Dr. Jen Ashton and their producer, their executive producer, Kat McKenzie's amazing. And I just, it's fun. I went there today. I do human interest stories and lifestyle stories. And so it kind of melds well with my Daily Mail TV world where I'm covering different topics. I know, which is so, so, you know, which is great. And I love, you know, love watching and everything else. What advice could you give to women, you know, especially women, because I feel like it's so important that want to get into journalism now and, and how they could get started, especially in this new world? Well, I think, first of all, nobody's going to hustle for you like you. So don't be afraid to reach out, you know, social media, reach out to somebody that whose career you want to emulate ask for help, ask for advice, ask for foot in the door. That doesn't mean they're going to respond. Also, now you can start a blog. If you can have your phone, you can go report. So start your blog, make a reel, put, it, put yourself out there. Okay. You know what I want to ask you? Let's talk. I mean, not that I love to talk politics because I really don't because everybody has such different opinions. But people have such different opinions regarding the election and everything that's been going on. So how do you feel about I posted something that I was so excited more about Kamala truthfully, because we have a first woman as the vice president going into the white house. I've lost 6,000 followers. 
which was a lot. People were disgusted with me. And I said, you have to be strong in your conviction. Mm -hmm. But so many people who have a platform across the Housewife franchises, you know, I want to congratulate the new president. It wasn't even a political statement as much as I was so excited we had a woman in the White House. How do you feel about people who are not strong in their conviction and who have a platform and don't make a political statement? You know, as a, as a journalist, you know, I have to be like down the middle, right? So I'm not supposed yes. to be even congratulating them because they won. That's just, that to me, to your point, that's just whoever I won, you congratulate them. Mm -hmm. I think though, if you're able to really express your views, I can't stand people that don't use their platforms. If you have a big platform, you better make a difference. And I remember when I got my job at E! News, that was my first on-air job. A friend of mine said, okay, now you have this platform. What are you going to do about it? And that's when I got really involved in certain charities. Yeah, if you have a platform, say something. If you're just up there being vapid and vain, people get sick of that. People want you to have some substance. So yeah, maybe you lost followers, but guess what? The followers you have are true to who you are. It's true. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what I was saying. It's like even, listen, whether you're a Biden supporter or a Trump supporter, be true to your conviction. Try, okay. you know, try and bring some you know, positive aspect in the world. I'm not a Trump basher. I'm not somebody who's going to say, you know, everybody has the right to their opinion. But I was taken aback of how many people of a platform did not even comment on the election. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I was looking at people, and I'm not saying that you always have to comment, people that didn't comment on, you know, it was like Blackout Tuesday, just certain things that people, and, you know, they're just still posting their diamonds. And that's okay, there's a time and place for that. But this is, this is 2020, where this, this year has been nuts. So people that aren't even engaged, I think it's really showing who they are. 2020, they said, would be clear vision, and it really is. You're seeing really who people are. Yes. Yeah, the Kardashians got a lot of heat. As they should. Yeah. Like, come on. Should. Yeah, of all they people, really they should. have so many followers, yeah. and they yeah. truly could make a difference. And it's, I get really disappointed. And their family, is so, and their family is so diverse. They're yeah. strong women. You yeah, know. Strong, yeah, and I mean, I get Kim is helping free people from death row, but stop throwing parties in COVID. Just go, like, enough already. M make a statement. I agree with you all. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it, I thought it was like very disappointing. I was disappointed in how many people didn't um come out and you know talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing. That was a there were a lot of women that I looked up to that did not acknowledge it on social media and I was upset about that. Well, you know, I've been clean I've been cleaning house. I, like honestly, people that are just there's a time and place for everything. I get we're all fatigued cuz it's so heavy right now. People are just only posting vapid stuff. I'm just unfollowing, unfollowing, unfollowing. Right. It's true. Yeah. So how, as a journalist, do you stay neutral when, you know, mm. it is so hard? It's hard because, for example, you know, I knew Donald Trump for years. Um, I never thought he'd be president, but more power to him. So it's hard somebody who you knew and you were very friendly with. Yeah, as a person, prior to him being president, when he was on The Apprentice, he was great. Yeah, <laughs> so people always ask me, you know, how do you stay neutral? I try my hardest because when I have to report on this stuff, you should be neutral, but sometimes it's just, it's very hard. So I just try to, I try to listen to people. I try to be open with people's views because people are so angry and I have friends that are extreme Trump supporters and friends that are extreme Biden supporters and they, they've had fallings. They're not even friends anymore. So I just try to be the neutral party. Yes. I, yeah. And I think that's super hard because I have the same thing. I have friends in either direction. I don't want to lose friendships over right. and people yeah. are just like, how do you still talk to this one? And I'm just like, you know what? It doesn't make someone a bad person if they have a different view than you. You know, it as doesn't. long as everybody morally is doing the right thing, I'm okay with it. It doesn't. The sad thing about this election was it became not about like Republican or Democrat. It was the extremes. And I consider it two of the, like, like you say, the extreme Trump people, the extreme left. And it just became so extreme that everyone's emotions got so heated. It was a perfect storm this year. It became exactly. I have a friend, she's a Republican in um, Florida. 
and she posted something. It wasn't about Republican or Democrat. I thought it was kind of hateful. So I said, why would you post this? This is ridiculous. And then she DM'd me, and she explained to me why she posted it, and I received it. I was like, okay, I, got, I, got, I get it now. So I think sometimes we have to have these civil conversations. Yes, yeah. and I think it's hard. I think everybody has to be more patient and empathetic and, and have civil conversations, and I think that's what's, that's what's so hard. And that's why I think I'm so excited to have a woman because I think women are much more reasonable. Yeah. I, I agree. Aren't we though, ladies? We are peacemakers. What, how are the Jersey Housewives getting along politically? Because I feel like you guys have different political views. Yes. You know, it's funny. The Jersey Housewives never talk politics. Ah, yeah, we're so, we're, you know, but though we do have different political <laughs> views, we just really never get down to politics, which is, which is probably the best thing. But obviously yes. everybody knows you know, where I stood, uh, you know, I obviously voted blue. I said it. That's what it, all the, but they never say anything to me. I mean, Jersey girls, I think obviously some are more conservative than others. And I always say I'm fiscally conservative, but that I doesn't, that can't outweigh what everything else I believe in, you know, the LGBTQ causes, the black lives, you know, all of those things way heavier on me than my money. <laughs> so well, I, you know, I salute you for using your platform to, to you know, state your, state your truth. Yes, exactly. And that's what I, I always say. But the Jersey girls are so great anyway. I always feel like we have such um, an amazing cast. Yeah. And even though we fight a lot, we're, we're just such a good group of friends. We really are just good friends. And even though we could drive each other crazy, that we're a great group. Of, we're a great group of women. There's, no, there's not one bad one. And, and whoever was bad, we, we unloaded. So we, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so we managed yeah, to, last. yeah, exactly. They don't last. They, they go by the wayside. So, <laughs> so it's not too rough. Who's that, so, Daniel? Stop. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, you know, they, they managed to bury themselves somehow. Yeah. That's right. You know, I, I don't even know how that happens, Alicia. It, it gets just absolutely so crazy. Well, I think because you are so calm and secure and, you know, you have such strength and your convictions that derails in anyone yeah. who's insecure just like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that does derail people because I guess I had a business before I came on the show and I'm calm and I, you know, I don't get too hysterical and I, have you experienced that in your career? Cause yes. obviously you have a very, you're in a very competitive industry. Have you experienced other women trying to like push you down to get to the top, like that double as prototype of situation? You definitely experienced that, but what I've learned, you know, having been in this business almost 20 years, you'll outlast those women. You know, the women that the longevity you, you have are the women who just stay the course. Run your race, what's for you is for you. And you, I, at night I go to bed and I sleep well. Those girls don't, and those girls are in the, they're in the wind. They're not even working in this industry anymore. The women that actually hold each other down, and women have gotten me so far in my career from Katie Couric to, you know, Kat McKenzie has mentioned to you, our EP, just so many phenomenal women have been in the industry for so many years and they stay the course. So those other women buy. Yes. Yeah. Alicia, what would you tell your younger self, knowing what you know now and everything you've been mm -hmm. through, what would Alicia tell little Alicia? I would tell little Alicia to slow down and, and appreciate it. You know, I, not that I wasn't appreciative, slow down and just really be in the moment. Um, so I remember my best friend, Dean Brown, who died of cancer. I remember she used to always say, she's on MTV, she's pretty famous, I love her. Yes, I know she who that is. Yeah. This last round of cancer, she went through it three times. I was running around working and, you know, work on my marriage and take care of her. And she would always say, baby girl, slow down. And I didn't know what she meant by that. And then when she was gone, I got it. It was just like, be present. So that's what I would tell younger Alicia. Yes, I think that's so important. I think so many people aren't in the moment and they're waiting for the next big thing. And I think that's such an important thing to say to women because you have to enjoy every moment, enjoy the journey, even if it's rough or whatever it is. And I, 
I think I have to say that to myself also mm -hmm. a lot of times and enjoy, you know, your kids are only little ones, yeah. you know, and, and ever, and everything else. If we're not in the moment, what, what it's not, you cannot get back time. And I, and I think that's, that's such important advice. I think also a constant reminder, um, which I'm dating, he told me this, he's like, be kinder to yourself. You don't realize as women, I don't know if we all do this, how rough we are on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like perfectionist, just, you know, just those, those thoughts can come in your head. So I also think it's important self-care. What do you, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, you know, I was manifesting. So 11-11 was supposed to be the most powerful day in 100 years. I really, really want kids. I want a family. I feel like oh. I have the career. I really have something in me that I want to mother and nurture. So I just would like to be healthy and have a happy family and have some kids running around the house and a husband and just be, you know, be fulfilled in that way. And you will. You I, will. I didn't, have, I didn't get pregnant until I was 38. Okay. Yeah, my son is too. Okay, thank you. Yeah. You, yes. I, I, I was waited till later. I have little stepkids, but I waited till later. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm so happy I didn't do it younger. I'm so happy I lived. I ran around. I did everything I wanted to do. I, you know, have a great career. So, it's true. yeah, and now I'm so much calmer. I schlep him around all over with me. He's sat in the other room watching TV right now. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's nice that you could like you've established your career, you've done so many things yeah. that you want to do, and that and then you do your family, and I think you sometimes appreciate it more. Thank you. Like, yeah. Yes. No, but because it's true, it's like I think some women, and there's nothing wrong at any time in your life when you do it, but I think when people get to achieve, you know, their dreams and goals and a lot of things in their career, then when they have their family, they're like, oh, this was so worth the wait. Okay. And they, I think and they also enjoy it's it. a trade-off. I always say it must be amazing to be a young mom because you have a lot of energy, which right. I don't always have a lot of energy. I did 14,000 steps without even walking anywhere chasing my son yesterday, but I have a lot of patience. And I think sometimes you young moms don't have patience. So it's a trade-off, energy for patience. Okay, I'll be calling you ladies hopefully like a year or two. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I would love it. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see that cute baby pop out and you pregnant and when your yes. style and everything oh. amazing, you're going to look so good. So when anybody comes on the podcast, Alicia, we always ask them a few questions. I always say I my success is, was 50% determination, 50% delusion. And delusion is like, because I believed my own hype and everything else, you know, before I was successful. So what, what percentages would you say you are? I would say it's probably 40% grit and determination, 20% delusions of grandeur. <laughs> The other 40% having people that really believe in your talent and your abilities and are willing to bet on you. Oh, I oh, love that. That is good. I love that. We've heard that from so many people that a, That's good. That a mentor in that industry is what's really, you know, been the game changer in that career. Yeah. Sean Walsh at Daily Mail, you know, he's really been a mentor of mine too. So Sean, yes. Good people on my team. Yes. And it, yeah, mentor is so important. So you would say Sean was a great mentor to you. Great friend, he's a great mentor. He's an advocate, you know, somebody that believes in you, and that means a lot to me. So, absolutely. So, we also ask everyone that comes on the podcast, yes, what have been the biggest big girl panties moments? So, the moment when you really had to like suck it up, pull on your big girl panties, and get on with it. Okay, so that happened all at once when I started my business. So, I was starting over, I left East, started in business, just gone through my divorce. My friend died all at the same time. It was like, oh, girl, you got, you're going to have to, you're going to have to put your big girl panties on because I move so often. 
if I had two mm-hmm. constants in my life, it was my husband and my best friend because I met her my internship when I was 18, 19. Those were my two longest friends. Those relationships were gone. I now started this company. I didn't really know what I was doing. And it's like, you better put one foot in front of the other and figure it out. Yeah. So that's, that's hard, right? The big girl panty moment. And then it's like, then you realize you could really do anything. Yes. yes. Once you get through that, cause it was like a depression. I just, I think I was in shock and there was grief. But once you get out of that, you can do anything. Nothing's going to ever break you. I think that's a hard thing because when the, all, it's all changing at once, work, home, friendship, support, like that's a lot. That really is a lot. With a lot. Now I look back, I'm like, oh, and my mom, you know, she's in hindsight, she's like, you're, we're so proud of you. And that, that feels good, you know? I know. So to also we ask people, what is your most entrepreneur real moment? Because look, You've done it. You've done so much on your own. So the most real advice that you could give to somebody, like I always say, it's not like, oh, go to college, graduate, you know, it's like what real advice, like hard, the grit advice that you can give to somebody. I mean, I think for anybody in our industries, which are kind of different, kind of the same is make yourself a brand, you know, jobs are you, but if you're a brand, you're always going to be viable somewhere to someone. Make yourself a brand and also treat people well. This industry is super, super small. Mm-hmm. When you're an asshole, people remember that. They always remember how you treated them. Treat people with kindness and be kind to the people behind the scenes as well. Don't just be kind to the people that are in front of the camera. Be, be kind to everybody. I I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. That's such that's such important advice, and I people don't realize that. I you know people get caught up. They could be real douches, right? I, I've witnessed it firsthand. I don't mind saying it. You know, uh, on the podcast, I've watched the way some people in our industry treat the crew, and it's disgusting. There would be no shows without the crew. I mean, I feel like the crew are our family. But yeah, I so love much. my. I mean, I love my our crew. crew. We have the ever. best crew. I'm obsessed with them. I they are such good people, and and we would be nothing without them. I really do yes. feel that way. You're nothing without your team. So I think that's such important advice. Just, also, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. One more thing. Also, I think that there's no shame in hard work. I think now people want to be like Insta famous and there's no, like I can do probably every job journalism wise. I've done every job. because I worked my way up. Everybody has different paths. Maybe you're going to go straight there. Maybe you're going to have to do that job, put some respect on it. And there's no shame with working your way up and putting in the time. Yes. It, yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. I had someone tell me the other day they were doing a show on these TikTokers and they're like 16 years old. And these TikTokers are cocky at 16 because they're getting such big paychecks. And they were just, and I was like, relax, you know, <laughs> you know, so you're 16. Yes. You know what? You're famous right now. Talk to me when you're 25. Well, I think we've seen in also like, you know, how well that's gone for child actors like Macaulay Culkin, you know, not that he didn't put in hard work, you know, he child did. actors did work really hard, but success at a young age that's too big if you don't have a good support system look at poor Britney Spears like it's a yes, disaster exactly exactly yeah not be mentally there at the end of it yeah cocky I can't take cocky it's not acceptable well Alicia you are nothing but fabulous amazing insightful smart inspiring inspiring they love you. thank you for having me on I really this is a great way to end my week Yes. Oh, thank tell, you so much for coming Tell everybody on. where to find you. Okay. You can find me on Instagram at Alicia L. Quarles. You can check me out on Daily Mail TV and on Good Morning America 3. Yes. So thank you so much, Alicia. Love you, ladies. I love you. you bye. Love you. Bye. Alicia Quarles. Alicia Quarles is gorgeous. Gorgeous and inspirational so and inspirational. fabulous.
and t- and strong. Yes. But she also shows that you don't have to be a bitch to be strong because she's one of the most kindest, warmest people you'll ever meet at an event. You know, if you've never met her before, you feel like you know her for 10 years as soon as you meet her. Yes, and I think that's what's so important, but that she gives just solid advice to young women. Yes, she really does. Be humble, work hard, do every job, and that, you know, she just proved herself. She wasn't, she said she was held back, you know, being a woman, being a woman of color. Yes. And she just proved herself that no one's going to do a better job than her. It's true. And she didn't let anything hold her back, which is so impressive. Yeah, she has an incredible work ethic. Yes. And I, I mean, and I think that's what is about Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget is just like, no one's going to get you down. I, Alicia Kwa's strength really inspired me to, to go through all those different things at the same time, you know, to, to lose a best friend, to have the dissolution of a marriage and to, you know, be going through it at work as well. It, that, that's like a lot to be launching a new a new platform that takes an, a real deep down strength and grit. It does. And it just shows her work ethic. But I love the advice that she gave to her younger Alicia self was just like, slow down. And I think that's solid, amazing advice to everybody. Slow down. Yes. And it's advice to me every day. I have to say, slow down, enjoy being the moment, being the present because we can never get time back. It's so true. And enjoy the journey, even if it's tough. And also, Alicia mentioned, obviously, that she really wants to have a family. You know, women especially, because obviously, you know, it is a more time-sensitive issue for women. I think there's a lot of pressure, like, all the time that we put on ourselves. Am I making the right decision? Should I take this job? Am I going to be able to have a family? It's like it's like an internal torture and turmoil narrative that we have with ourselves all the time. And that's tough. It is tough. I had my, my child, my child young. I was 28 when I got pregnant. I had my son by 29. Uh, I felt pressure on my son, children younger just because my husband was 20 years older than me. He yes. didn't have a biological clock, but I wanted, I didn't want him to be so, so much older yes. when I had my child. Um, so I, I under, I understand it, but I think it's great. She got her career going. Now she's going to have a beautiful family we can make our dreams come true. It's true. And, and we I just think put it one piece of good advice that Nanny Barrow gave me when she would say like, Oh, do you want to have a family? And I'd be like, yeah, you know, I just want to make sure that I have enough money, that I have enough stability, that I, this, that I, that she's like, you'll never have enough of anything to have a family just start and everything falls into place. It's true. You know, there's no time like the present. Nothing's ever perfect at the right time. And I think that and piece of advice applies to everything, not just having a baby. There's yes. no good time to start your own business. You could always have more money in the bank. You could always have I agree. Money. You never know just what's going it. to happen. So just do it. Just do whatever you want to do. Yes. So don't wait. Don't wait, Caviar Dreamers. Just whatever ideas you've got. And start reaching out to people. Yes. People from right now, people at home. Yeah. Anybody's going to answer you. You can make it happen. And a lot of people do answer their own DMs. Yes. I answer my own DMs. I mean, it might take me a little long. But. Yeah. We have a girl on our team that reached out to us via DM. Lisa, she said, I want to work for you guys. And we said, okay, Cutlish, let's see what happens. And, and she's here. And she's here. So, you know, it that can happen. So everyone, you know, feel motivated and positive about that. It's true. Well, caviar dreamers, have an amazing weekend. Yes, have a great weekend. Next week, we'll be back to a Wednesday episode. Yes, it was, it was a crazy week for the Marge. I just had a lot of stuff. Sorry, we're so Yeah, late. the last two weeks, I think the last two weeks have been crazy weeks Yes, in the I'm world. working on my book and I'm on a deadline. So yes. <laughs> I, I've delayed everything, which is going to be very exciting. 
Yeah, I can't wait. Just you wait, guys. Oof, this You're is going to be it. good. Okay. Have a great weekend. Have you a can week. find us at Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget on Instagram and YouTube at The Real Margaret Josephs and at The Life of Mrs. B. At The Life of Mrs. B and The Real Margaret Josephs. Bye, Caviar Dreamers. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming.